You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Now batting for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball, the host, Al Melchior. Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to Panrack Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and today's a great day. And why is that, you ask? Because it's Nando Thursday with Nando DeFino from Fantasy Sports Network. Nando, welcome back to the show. Al, thanks so much for having me again, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, too. Hopefully... All the folks out there will be appreciating it. we got so much to talk about, Nando. You know what? So much. You didn't even put Adam Azer's wedding in your notes, which I found interesting. It, it was tough. Yeah. yeah well, it, it, I mean, it was him or Bartolo. Well, actually, I didn't put Bartolo in the notes either because that was late breaking. But, um, all right, well, I'm going to thoroughly embarrass myself here. Is that this weekend? No, it's next. And, you know, Adam okay. should be embarrassed for not inviting you out. So yeah, well, you know, I I knew that. I just wanted to make sure you knew that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and everyone listening so, uh, knows that. That's right. So, uh, wedding crashers unite. Uh, I'm sure he's gonna love me for that. Will you fl- <laughs> will you fly? Would you fly to New York on July 8th and be my date to Adam Azer's wedding? Would I? Yeah. I have to. I've, you know what? That's coming up on on All Star Break. I I might be able to swing that. I'll come in and just. I mean, like it's not like you got to sit at a table and eat dinner. Like show up at like eight o'clock or whatever when the dancing starts, and no one will even know. <laughs> you don't have a seat <laughs> and give a speech. Well, you know, I got time to think about that, and I got time to put that in my notes for next week too. So <laughs> that's so true. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> Good point. So, well. <laughs> As I hinted, not to the the big big news. Uh, maybe not so much for fantasy, but just for all of us who love baseball uh, and pitchers hitting home runs when they're forty three years old. Bartolo Colon DFA'd by the Braves. I guess there is a fantasy impact here, uh, and that I would assume now that Sean Newcomb will make two starts next week. So how how are you liking Newcomb? I, you know, I, I was kind of wishy washy on him earlier. I've grown to like him enough. Where um, I think we're in a fourteen team league, and I'm like, all right. I'm cool with Newcomb, but I, I like I get more excited about David Paulino still, if that makes any sense. I see way more well, upside I, and risk. I definitely agree with the upside and risk, as long as we include the the and risk part. And we're going to dig into that later, Nando. We got so many pitcher notes to go through uh, with all the the hitting, all the home runs. Wednesday was a day of of interesting pitcher performances. I thought much more so than hitting. So this could be kind of a, a pitching heavy show. But we've also we've got a whole bunch of Yankee call ups to uh to talk about. We got the Chris Bryant injury, uh Ledmus Diaz being sent down, whole bunch of uh also recent injury news uh besides the Chris Bryant thing. So got a lot a lot to get through, Nando. Yeah, and I want to start by in- interrupting your <laughs> go what, what do you think the percent <laughs> chances that the Mets signed Bartolo Colon? I'd say Fifty-five percent. Already, not really. Okay, fine. No, I think it's more like 05 percent. <laughs> I actually kind of welcome that. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, lots to get into, but we got to uh, get to this break first. When we come back. We're gonna just bombard you with so much information. So stick around. Here. 
Many fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But the smart fantasy owner knows there's another big draft before the one where you pick the players. The first step in building a winner for the 2017 season is to draft the best team of experts for your preseason prep. So make the right selection and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com by purchasing the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts roster features FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and former Fantasy Football Writer of the Year Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and many more analysis with impressive stats. They bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll guide you to title glory. So pick the team to help you build the right team. Make your first important selection of the 2017 season now and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package from rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter promo code free radio at checkout for your discount. Welcome back, everybody. This is FanRack Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, and it is Nando Thursday. So that means that Nando DeFino is here. That's right. That's that would be the obvious implication of that. Uh, well, Nando, let's uh, let's get to the news. There's so much of it, and it just uh, the the list of news items just keeps growing. Andrew Kashner, uh, who's uh, pitching today uh, against the Indians, and Corey Kluber. He uh, left the game early because he got hit with a bat shard in his right forearm. But fortunately, uh, x-rays uh, are negative on that. So uh, I saw that. Good news for, for Kashner. You, you did see it. I saw that. Yeah, well, I watched the video. There was a video that CJ Nikowski put out on Twitter. On my, uh, I saw okay. it on my phone. Um, did he, it look he bad? Stayed, Cause well, I, I, he stayed in yeah. for a little bit. It's not Tyler Colvin, but he stayed in for a little bit uh, after it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, that... That absolutely was the image I had of it, but you know when I saw that X-rays were negative, I figured okay, it wasn't wasn't quite that bad. Um, I I was watching that game and I must have switched it just right before that because um, yeah, I, I got the perfect game alert that Michael Fulmer uh, had a perfect game. It was only three innings in, <laughs> but I had to watch it, so I switched over to that uh, just in time to jinx that. And then uh, uh, sometime after that must have been the uh, the Cashner incident. So good good to hear he's okay. Um, Chris Bryan, as I mentioned in the previous segment, he uh, sprained his ankle on Wednesday, uh, got, got it turned uh, on third base, and it's just a mild to moderate sprain. He may not even have to go on the DL, so uh, I thought maybe we could have an interesting conversation about uh, Heimer Condelario being his replacement, but looks like that's probably just a, a short-term thing then. Um, and watch it be Tommy LaStella any- anyway. Right, exactly. Right, like we get all excited That's, about Hyrule Candelario, and then oh, Tommy Lestella is starting again for the third day in a row. The, you know the Cubs, the Cubs and Astros are just so frustrating, Nando, um, because they they've just got so. And I guess they could throw the Brewers in this in this uh, pile too, because they just all have so much depth. And uh, you know, it seems like there's like two players on each team that you could count for every day at bats. Right. Uh, so you know, the the I complain every day on this show about you know not. Not being sure about Eric Sogard's playing time. I probably need better things to worry about than that. <laughs> I know the feeling, Al. As a Javier Baez owner. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's got to be irritating. Uh, well, the Yankees lineup is, uh, with all the injuries, sporting kind of an interesting look lately. And the latest call-up is Dustin Fowler. 
So add him to the list with uh, Miguel Andujar and Tyler Wade called up with the last couple of days. And some of this is kind of new news to this show because we haven't been on since Monday. So out of that group, uh, Nando, and I'm trying to think if there's, I mean, Tyler Austin's hurt, so I think we can exclude him. In fact, he's probably why Fowler is up in the first place. But of those three, Fowler, Andujar, Wade, where do you have the most interest? Uh, I guess Fowler. Um just the combination of I think he's going to stick around a little more. Uh, you know, if, if he gets hot, if Fowler gets hot, I think you got a first baseman because no Chris Carter, Greg Bird seems to be stalled out. Tyler Austin obviously hurt, like you said. Fowler seems to be the guy. If he can get hot, he'll stick around. I don't think Andujar will. Uh, I think Wade. They, I mean, you, all you see is Tyler Wade, comma utility player. So I don't think Wade is going to really <laughs> stick to a position. I, I think it's going to end up being Fowler who has the lasting impact. If so he, he'll probably if he gets hot. a Cub anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Wade. <laughs> right. Uh, Another Joe Madden toy. Yeah, I agree. I like Fowler. I was when I saw these other call ups, uh, you know, within the last couple of days, I thought, okay, when's Fowler coming up? Uh and yeah, he's he's got a nice little speed power combo that I yeah, I'd like to see that get some some playing time, some exposure. So I, I agree with you there. Yeah, he's a, you don't uh, see that a lot from first baseman oh, sorry. anymore. Oh, sorry. You know. Yeah, no, no. Uh maybe more than we used to, uh, with Rizzo and, and Goldschmidt, but not a lot. Uh, for, that's for sure. Uh, as I was saying, Nando, Alebnus uh, Diaz sent to AAA. This kind of looks like the Randall Gritchick experiment part two. Uh, I've got a few questions on Twitter. People asking if they should drop him. I, I mean, in a 10-team league, I think he was probably droppable anyway, but since you don't count those. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I do, Al. I, I, don't, was just, I was just kidding. Oh, I, I took I took you serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's exclude that right now. I don't think that's relevant for the Diaz discussion. But otherwise, uh, I mean, is he droppable? I- I'll say I don't think he is. I think I think he is. Um, I think the, the shortstops, there's always like a J.J. Hardy floating around who's going to get you at bats. And then why just jam up your bench with Ledmus Diaz, who when he comes back, I mean, there's not even a guarantee of playing time. They got a lot of people there who can play a different position every day. Like Jerko can play three different infield. He can play probably four different infield positions. Um, if he doesn't, rip the ball you might not see him again until september yeah you know again i kind of thought that about gritchick and then he came back and he's he's been hitting so far and i, and I do hear what you're saying because yeah the cardinals do have that kind of depth and if, if there's a silver lining it and is somebody who owns diaz in a bunch of leagues i kind of need a silver lining no uh, i'd like to see greg garcia get some playing time because i like his potential but um I, I think it could be similar to gritchick where he's down for maybe three weeks Maybe not even that long, and then he comes back and, and maybe he's he's fixed. That would be nice. And, and in that case, yeah. And in that case, as as good and deep as shortstop has become, I still think Diaz has some value. So I'm I'm hanging on for now. Uh, also, the shortstop position, Nick Ahmed out for six to eight weeks with a fractured right hand. So Catal Marte is up. He didn't start yesterday, but uh, I mean, would you rather have Marte? right now in a, in a roster spot, even if you were stashing him, or would you rather have Diaz? I've got Marte everywhere. He was he was so great in the minors, right? I mean, he, was, he was hitting three. I had him at the start of the year thinking that he would get one of those infield jobs. And I actually, uh, when he got called up, I'm like, crap, you know, it's it's Nick Ahmed. So he's not going to, what's he going to be, like a bench player still? Um, and I noticed on roster resource that have him as infield slash outfield. So I went to his baseball reference page, and as it turns out, he's, he's got like five games in the outfield this year, but... I thought that was an interesting twist, maybe to get Kettle Marte in the lineup. So I kind of like Marte. Yeah. They play everybody in the outfield there. Sure, why not, right? 
<laughs> they could play uh, – uh, shoot, I can't even think of the guy's name, the, the former utility guy for Descalso, I was going to say, for the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if they could have Descalso playing left field, why not? Why not, Marte? Right. Uh, obviously, El Garcia, uh, we've got a list here of, of a lot of injuries uh, we got to keep tabs on. Uh, he's had an – or yeah, was scheduled to have an MRI on his left knee. I've not seen any results there today. Yandra Alonso not in the A starting lineup today. He left yesterday's game at Houston uh, with a knee injury. That looked kind of brutal because uh, that was just uh, right off of his bat uh, at a high speed uh, and had to be be helped off the field. I uh, have not seen any other update there with Alonso. We, I, I did see one thing that said he thought he could play today. That's what they all say. available Al. off the bench. That's true. Oh, no problem. It's no big deal. True. Going for an MRI, but I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Chase Anderson's not good. He uh, left Wednesday <laughs> nice early with a left oblique straight. That's you know, th- th- this is pretty much what I'm just here to do. Just <laughs> glide from one thing to the next. Uh, he he's been placed on DL. Chase Anderson with that left oblique strain, uh, and that happened while he was at bat. So I'm seeing a lot of. I was going to say snark. Some of it is snark, but some of it is just you know people just angry, I guess, about pitchers batting in the NL and exposing themselves to injury. Um. I like pitchers hitting, and let let me refer you back to segment one in Bartolo Colon. I love to see pitchers bat. I mean, I you know I came up in the the seventies, uh, you know, with the a, where the DH was still a new thing in the in the AL, and I was a, an NL guy. You know, grew up a Cubs fan and then a Phillies fan, so I, I've got a lot of I guess nostalgia wrapped around this. But I'm sure a lot of people would say that that's just ridiculous. So. I don't know. Where, where are you at with the whole pitcher's batting thing? That's uh, one of the quirks of the game that I think make baseball kind of fun. Uh, but at the same time, for the economy, you'd like to see more jobs. And this would mean, you know, several new DH jobs. And some of these play, you know, and in a way, it's some of these players extending their careers, which was kind of cool. You watch baseball for the hitting. You don't watch for the pitching. So I'm okay with it, Al. Yeah. Well, you know, look, it's, it's not a game changer for me, but, uh, you know, I like to see pitchers. I play the whole game even if it risks injury. And I don't like to see a big hurt. I want to be really clear on that. Well, that too. Uh, more but, but more like injury see, news. Like Chris Carter, be, like instead of just being like, well, you know, he could probably DH in one of these American League teams. Wouldn't you like to see when he gets DFA'd, you're like, oh, Chris Carter could go anywhere when something like that happens. Like Chris Carter can go to the That's Reds like doubles, and DH for the Reds. Doubles his, his job opportunity. Exactly. You're for the people, Nando. Keeps like the it. game fun, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blow through here a, a few uh, injury updates because uh, we got some closer stuff, too. We might have to put that in the next segment. But uh, Corey Seager tested his hamstring on Wednesday but did not play last night. Michael Conforto also did not play uh, at the Marlins. He's got a bruised hand. Hanley Ramirez was out again, um, and he's dealing with the knee issue. Uh, there's so many lineups that are out. I, have to, I haven't seen them all yet, so I may have to check in on that later. But none of those guys played last night. And uh, as for the the, um, the closer stuff, I mean, there's a lot to get to here, but I think we could at least start with the Trevor Rosenthal getting the call in the ninth inning. Even though Sungwon Oh was available and warmed up twice in that game, do you think, I haven't seen anything official, but do you think that Trevor, Trevor Rosenthal is now the Cardinals closer? I think he's part of a committee. I think they can go back to O if he sorts some things out. Remember Rosenthal? Rosenthal was supposed to be a starter. I put him on a couple teams thinking in spring training he was going to be a starter. Then he hurt his shoulder, and then he just came right back in the bullpen. So, no, I think I think it's Owen Rosenthal as a team. Nah, that would be my guess, too. So that doesn't make me real excited about getting him outside of a, a deep league. 
Anyway, we do have a lot more closer stuff to get to, so please stick around for that. Lineup score, the weather, talk about all kinds of stuff. So stay with us. We will be right back. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. You are also listening to the Nando DeFino edition, Nando Thursday edition, also known that way, of FanRag Fantasy Baseball. And Nando and I are going to get to all kinds of stuff, uh, some closer news, some lineup news, some weather news. Uh, but before any of that, let me tell you about the world's premier 24-7 fantasy sports radio network app, which you can take with you wherever you go. Download the fantasy sports radio app now in the iTunes store or on Google Play and listen for free anytime, anywhere. You can hear Tony Cicada on the treadmill, Betty Riccardi in your car. Greg Sussman on the subway, or Nando DeFino on the ferry. You can just relax with the king on the couch or with Jake Seeley when you're out jogging. We'll keep you updated and informed wherever you go. So get the Fancy Sports Radio app for free right now in the iTunes Store or on Google Play and take the experts with you. How about that? That was beautiful. It gets Thank better you. every time, Al. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or as you say, Nando, baby, baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we were talking about all of those uh, players that sat out yesterday due to injury that are day-to-day. One of them is back, Nando. Hanley Ramirez is in the Red Sox lineup uh, that is at home against the Twins of Kyle Gibson. Hanley is back. But still nothing yet from the Mets or the Dodgers. I don't expect we'll have the Dodgers, the Angels lineups, because that's a 10 o'clock Eastern start tonight. Uh, in terms of weather, looks like we're pretty good for most of these games, except for the Yankees and the White Sox. 37% chance of precipitation at game time, going up to 50% uh, at the 9 o'clock Eastern hour. That's an 8:10 Eastern start uh, for that one. Otherwise, looks pretty good out there. And in terms of the scoreboard right now, uh, no perfect game for Michael Fulmer, but Tigers are leading 7 nothing. Uh, A's have gone up on the Astros and Brad Peacock back from uh, the uh, paternity list. We're going to talk about him. Nothing. Al? Brad Peacock? Are you in a bunch of leagues where Brad Peacock, it seems like his value is super inflated? Or maybe you just love Brad Peacock? Because like, I've seen some trades for Brad Peacock, and I think in a couple of our leagues, maybe score sheet, I think, in our score sheet league, Brad Peacock went for a pretty penny. And I'm like, Brad Peacock, when did this happen? Uh, yeah, I, can't, I don't remember in that league, um, but... Yeah, no, I, I don't notice it probably not because I'm one of those guys. All right, I'm sorry then. <laughs> uh, I tried to get tried to get Peacock everywhere. I did get him in a couple of leagues. Um, so, well, what 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 don't you like? I mean, they, okay, well, yeah, let me just leave it to you rather than well, try to answer. The no, question. no, please. I, like, I'm asking you because I it's not that I don't like him. It's just I I feel like him and Alex Meyer 
people are going a little too gaga over and they have some serious warning signs throughout their career. Uh, it just seems like people are ignoring them to a degree. I I think that's true with, with Meyer. And maybe it is true with Peacock, and I just can't see it because, again, I'm, I'm one of those. <laughs> that's, that's Gaga. Uh, I, I understand. Both of them walk a lot of guys. It just – Peacock, the, the strikeout rate – uh, you know, I have to look at after last night's game and see, you know, what it's what it is now for Meyer. But I at least my perception is that that Peacock is is sort of in a different, uh, you know, different stratum for for strikeouts. That's something that could easily be looked up. But, um, <laughs> He's a 13.3. I just looked it up for you. Brad, for, Peac- for Brad Peacock Peacock's yeah. a 13.3. I'll find Alex Meyer. Will you wax, wax poetic? Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. It's just that, you know I think the walks are a problem, but that's a a pretty dominating strikeout rate. You know where I think it it, it can overcome. It's I mean it's sort of to me you know above and beyond the you know Danny Salazar, you know even Robbie Ray. And I, I hate to use the Robbie Ray example because he's been so good now for several weeks, but I actually feel like Robbie Ray is due for for some regression because the the hard contact rate is still pretty high for him. I think he's one of the leaders in terms of highest average fly ball distance. But he doesn't allow a lot of contact. So you you look that one up. Those, I got Alex Meyer 10.1 KPI. So it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to you know, overload you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think I just you know, I got myself way uh, off track there, just talking about too many pitchers. But I just, you know, long and short of it is just that I think Peacock does enough with strikeouts now. That I'm not as worried about the walks. All right, um, fair enough. Whereas I don't, per- I don't perceive that as being the same degree with Alex Meyer. But have have you landed on his his K rate? Uh, yeah, ten point one for Alex Meyer. Oh yes, okay. Because yeah, I think that's a that's a big difference. I mean, ten point one is obviously very good, but right, thirteen point three is other level. It's absolutely i I, think so i'm just concerned the sustainability for brad peacock keeping that up like i could see brad as a starter be like a 9.5 but Mm 13.3 just seems like there's no way he keeps that up the whole year especially with that low of an era like maybe 4.36 era and a 12 k per nine i'll buy 11 11 k per nine is okay but like a sub three era and anything above a 9.5 k per nine i can't see peacock keeping that up i'm Uh, I'm sorry i you know i think the no, no. I mean, I think it's fair. Um, I still think with with some K nine regression, that you know, I think have a lower ERA than that. And I want to throw out one more thing too. And I'm not big at all for chasing wins, but there's such a discrepancy between the Astros and the Angels in terms of the run support. Yeah, that I just feel like that's a, that's another big separator between the two. I'll allow that. Um, all right, I'll, <laughs> it's allowable. I'll, in, I'll, in I'll allow that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right? oh, you're not the only one for that. For that, we, we now move on to closers. We have <laughs> sorry. To change the topic. I'm sorry. I took us off. I'm sorry. I just had to know about Brad Peacock when you mentioned him. Yeah, no, no. Good, good topic. Uh, you, you know, we got a lot of pitchers to talk about, but I'm glad to, to, to throw him in there. Um, Mark Melanson is on the DL again with the same thing that he went on the DL for earlier in the year, which is a right pronator strain. Uh, but this time around, instead of Derek Law, it's... Uh, reportedly going to be Sam Dyson filling the closer's role. And when I saw that report, Nando, my initial thought was, why? Why <laughs> Why would they do that? But he's actually been pretty good with the Giants. In fact, since his first appearance, which was really awful, Dyson's actually been better than he was with the Rangers. Um, so, you know, we're talking about just over two weeks' worth of games. 
but uh, you know he's throwing strikes and he's always gotten grounders. That's kind of been the constant for Dyson, but uh, not a lot of hard contact. So uh, is he is he trustworthy? Because the job appears to be his for a while. I don't know if I don't know if I could say trustworthy, but I'd be willing to take that shot. Like I just his his FIP is super low too. I think it's like a sub two FIP. Uh, but he's he's got strikeouts. Uh, Dave Rigetti's a proven great, awesome, excellent pitching coach. Um, San Francisco seems to just work for some people. Uh, I, I'm yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Dyson finishes the season with 17 saves with the Giants. You heard it here first. That's right. <laughs> that would yeah, that would require Melanson, I think, to be out for quite a while. But who? You know, I haven't seen any kind of timetable for him, so that that, that doesn't strike me as crazy at all. And you know, I didn't mention the strikeouts, but yeah, he's. Not never been a big swing and miss guy, but again, the last couple of weeks he has been. So I, I'm really intrigued all of a sudden. Uh, Coda Glover says that he is now dealing with severe rotator cuff in, inflammation. So I, 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 do you think he's droppable? Yes. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Yeah. What it, happens first? He comes back with the Nationals trade for a closer. Well, do I think. You, do you want to hear the idiotic thing that I did this week in Towers very quickly? Oh, please. Uh, yeah. I had so my catcher was Derek Norris, obviously DFA'd. So I had to get another catcher, a second catcher. So I got Jesus Sucre. I put like four bucks on him. And my corresponding move was dropping Francisco Rodriguez. I thought he was done. Like, I thought he was released. Maybe he'll go somewhere and get like a seventh or eighth inning job, fail at that, and then whatever. And now he's in line to get right. saves. And now he's like the favorite for national saves, which is killing me. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, they just got, they just signed Kevin Jepsen. So, I think that's know. the problem. <laughs> Not to mock <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Jepsen, but, I mean, you know, might as well, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, he's he's not a threat to K Rod. Uh, yeah, strange situation there. That team that good has not really had a closer all year. They got no one to trade. Just, That's the problem. Like who who would you and, dig yeah. into their their minor league system for that you'd be like, all right, then I'll give you uh, like not Neftali Feliz, right? Juan Nicasio. Okay, we'll yeah, take. You know, I honestly, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really uh, sort of at a losses. Who who would fetch them? Even somebody of that caliber. And it should be interesting. Uh, Edward Diaz blew a save for the Mariners last night. Uh, he's back in sort of a little bit of a funk. I mean, it's only like a three-game funk, but uh, nonetheless. And then Hector Neris came on uh, with that save opportunity that Edwin Diaz created for the Phillies, and uh, he did save it. So I know it probably sounds like a ludicrous question, especially if you go in the time machine and go back even just like a week. But who do you think... Do you think either Edwin Diaz or Hector Neris will lose their job? And if so, who who loses it first? I feel like Diaz, if you take it away from him again, he's not going to get it back. That'll just crush his confidence. So I'm guessing they'll keep Diaz in that role. The Phillies seem to be kind of just throwing a bunch of dudes. I mean, let's say Mark Appel might not come back, come up and be the closer and get like 10 at the end of the season. Um, so I think Neris loses it first. I think Diaz, I think Diaz holds on to it just for the sake of his guile. Yeah, and there's not really great options there. I mean, I like Nick Vincent, but he's just not your conventional closer. Yeah. So, well, it's Tony uh, Zick. Yeah. People have been shouting Tony Zick's name for ever. Yeah, yeah, and uh Pezos too. Uh he's he's pitched pretty well for, you know, been a little rough spell himself lately, but uh there are some alternatives there, but I, I you know, I agree, but I don't think it's as weird of a question as it was even just a few days ago. And I think Neris has, has become a little underrated now. Oh. And I've I've made that point. I've I've tried to make that argument on here before. Is is Dyson and, still uh, number three in this group? How about Dyson and Rosenthal? Throw them into that group. How would you rank them all? 
Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Diaz, Dyson, Neris, Rosenthal. Wow. All right. And you? I would put Rosenthal ahead of Neris. I think I would the other order I think I would have kept. But I would put Rosenthal third. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh you know, I agree with you. I think it's probably a, a committee situation there. And O has really struggled, but so has Rosenthal. I think at least as much as O has, and I just I don't see him running away with it. This is Nenya. Is it? I don't think it is. The the music <laughs> from going into the last break I liked a lot. It's Enya Thursdays. Enya Thursdays with Nando Defino. So <laughs> come back for stay come for the Enya, stay for the, the uh, analysis. We- Hey, fantasy nerds, here's a question for you. What do mozzarella sticks and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network have in common? They're both awesome apps. But seriously, download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app right now and get all your favorite shows and fantasy advice at the touch of a tiny icon on your screen. Snapchat and Instagram aren't going to help you win a fantasy football title, but the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app will. So go get it now on Google Play and iTunes. But I will go down with this shit. And I won't put my hands up and surrender. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball, where we never wave the white flag. And I'm here with Nando DeFino on a Nando Thursday. And uh, said at the beginning of the show, this was a pitching-heavy show. We do have a lot of pitchers to get to. We are going to do that this segment. But first... Let's talk about the RotoExperts.com exclusive ed in, in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with their in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a wizard of the waiver wire and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. They will help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you also get a built-in fantasy training staff with their new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of your standings. Enter the promo code free radio at the checkout to get a special discount. All right, Nando, uh, where do we begin? How about with Marcus Stroman, which I, I know for most people, this probably seems like a nothing start to talk about because people love to start Marcus Stroman. Just put him in the rotation. No worries. And it gets the Orioles who went seven and two thirds scoreless with uh, just five hits and one walk and eight strikeouts. But I have some, I think Stroman is a possible sit for next week, even with two starts, because he's got the Yankees at Yankee Stadium and the Astros at Rogers Center. Is that just nuts? I mean, I hate being that guy. Who, who are you going to put in his place, Al? Would you, would you start, <laughs> would you start like David, not to keep going back to the David Paulino well, would you, would you stick David Paulino in there? As opposed to, I mean, is that, is that like the, the trade you're willing to make? How much fear does this instill? Uh, no, I mean, unless maybe he was facing like the Angels or somebody like that. And I don't uh, know what the Astro schedule is uh, next week off uh, top of mind. Well, they got, but uh, they got the Blue I'm Jays. I'm just trying to think. What's that? They got the Blue Jays. They've got the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know, call, call me a nerd, um, but, but, uh, nerd. <laughs> thank you. There was a uh, there's a Star Wars comic graphic novel that I read in the Darth Vader series, whatever. Uh, I'll defend it, but 
in one of these in one of these captions, like he like they're getting attacked by the rebel army and Darth Vader like goes right into them and they're like, Are you crazy? And he's like, I'm a Sith Lord, they should be afraid of me. And it's just like this great thing, like, oh yeah, they actually probably should be afraid of him. So I like to look at Marcus Stroman the other way, that these teams should be afraid of Marcus Stroman coming to town. All right, what so tell me what is it? Because I know he's well, it's, uh, it's called Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> available on Amazon. Uh, well, but, but what are his Darth his Darth qualities? Um, and and why you, you extol the virtues of a Marcus Stroman, which I know it probably seems like an exercise in obviousness, because like I say, he's you know universally owned, and you know overall the 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 stats are good, but just beyond getting the ground balls, I just I don't see anything there that that makes me not worry with with a tough schedule. And and I'll just throw in one other thing that he gets a lot of ground balls. But when he does allow fly balls, um, you know, he does allow a lot of extra base hits. True for for somebody for somebody who you know gets that many grounders. I won't argue any. And you know what? For for and you go back to, to his minor league days. Um, had a great strikeout rate. Had a low WHIP. Uh, but the ERA was kind of high, which I think lines up with what you just said. Basically, it's that you know he, maybe he doesn't give up a lot of walks. Maybe he doesn't give up a lot of hits. But when he does, they do damage. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I think the strikeout rate could flirt with eight point five nine. I think the WHIP could hit sub one twenty, and I think the ERA, if it sits at three thirty, I'm I'm happy with that. I just think he's just like a very solid, good pitcher who can. I don't know, especially the way the balls are flying out this year, can keep his your averages and and everything at a good place. He's not Jose. Yeah. Bar- he's not well, Jose Barrios know, I, to me, but he, I think he's just he's very yeah. solid and like an anchor. And I and I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think and it's probably a nitpicky point, but I think it's one that still people might take an issue with. Is I just don't think he's must start. Uh, I think he, he is must own, but uh, and in the two start week especially, I would think that that would probably be a, a controversial stance that no, you shouldn't start him at two start week. But I'm looking at next week's schedule. Um, Aaron Nola, who I know has been you know even. Far, he's been far less reliable, but he's got the Pirates and the and the Padres. I, I'm starting Aaron Nola over Marcus Stroman, and I'm not thinking twice about really, it. Really, Al? Oh, really? Just based on matchups. Really? Well, no, because I really like Aaron Nola, well, and, and I think that, that. He, you know, he, and he's and he's been he's been better lately. But I'm I'm going to say I'm going to concede that Nola's been unreliable enough and had enough health issues that I understand that that's you know that's got its risk as well. And even with that risk, I'd rather take that risk than the risk of running Marcus Stroman out there uh, against the Yankees and Astros in tough venues for both starts. Well, we'll have to meet here next Monday and see what happened. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I'm let's, definitely let's agree. all for that. <laughs> let's agree. Definitely for that. <laughs> well, another guy who's got a two-start week next week uh, is Steven Matz. He's got the Nationals uh, in D.C., and then he's got the uh, Cardinals in St. Louis. And, you know, by most most accounts, you know, really good start against the Marlins last night. Went uh, seven scoreless, um, just one walk, six hits, just four strikeouts. And, you know, that in, in isolation wouldn't bother me. But, I mean, Matz is just allowing all kinds of contact this year. Um a 4.3% whiff rate, and it's basically just that, you know, he's just not drawing swings. He's got one of the lowest swing percentages on pitches in the in the strike zone in the major leagues. If he had enough innings to qualify, he'd be, like, 
in the in the top five in terms of the lowest swing rate uh, in the zone. Uh, do you think Matz is going to come around uh, with the strikeouts, and, and does it matter for you whether or not he does? Uh, yeah, I think I think that's a major component. I mean, I in my bra, Stephen Matz is a guy who's going to give you a possibly sub three ERA when it's all said and done. I'm worried that maybe, and I wish I think it was Garrett Cole uh, a few years ago when he first came up when the Pirates kind of. We don't have exact proof of this, but it seemed like they said, you know, don't go for strikeouts, induce contact, just pitch the way you know how to pitch. And then the second half of the year, he started striking people out. And I'm hoping the Mets aren't like, let's save your bullets, let's pick the, co- let's pitch the contact, let's get the ball on the ground, let's let the defense handle it, and you just go through without a lot of strikeouts until your strength is up or until you know we, we feel like you're back and you're not going to get injured again. I'm I'm thinking if that happens at some point in the next month or so, Mets will be unleashed and he'll start striking people out again. Uh, but I am worried that uh, I'm hopeful that's the theory that that's true because I don't think you just stop being a strikeout pitcher, but I would be a little. Yeah. Weird. And, and the way that it's happening is weird, too, because it's not like hitters are swinging a whole bunch and just making contact. They're just not. They're just taking. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I, I so wonder, I, I, it almost. Seems, it, yeah. Go ahead. Al. I'm sorry. I was just mumbling. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it almost seems like it's it's like it's it's not. I mean, it's just, I'm sure overly simplified, but it almost seems like it's not not really in his hands. Uh, to the same degree. Um, Are you blaming the you know, catcher? I'm sure there is some. Are you reverse Miguel Montaroing uh, uh, Stephen Matz? <laughs> I think somebody should uh, just to even things out. <laughs> <You're>, well, <laughs> just to, to just to stand up for Jake Arrieta's honor. Uh, I think I think the entire front office of the Cubs did that by DFAing Miguel Montero. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> okay. I think we're safe. I, I think I could stand down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're good. You don't need to carry that flag. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I don't really don't know what to make of it. I mean, I think you know, once it came out of my mouth, I felt like that was sort of a ridiculous thing to say. It's not in his hands. I mean, I'm sure he, you know he's he's playing at least an equal role and and getting you know freezing batters up. But um, yeah, I, I I just you know it's a small sample, and I do think that with with more reps, you know, we'll see more of the Stephen Matz we've seen in the past. Uh, we don't have that same kind of track record to go on with Luis Castillo. He had an interesting start. Nando against the Brewers uh, only went five and two thirds, but uh, two runs on five hits and three walks with nine big strikeouts. So um, I don't, I don't think I played this game with you, Nando. But uh, on a few episodes, I've uh, played. Uh, is it the matchup or is it the pitcher? I think and we have the Brewers I think struck we out a lot. Okay, so it's a reprise. I'm okay with it. Is that. it the matchup or is it Luis Castillo? Uh, I think it was the matchup. I think Castillo's got real skill. Um, I like him. I don't love him. I like him. Uh, I think there's something weird with those Reds pitchers. Like Robert Stevenson has not been the Robert Stevenson I thought he was going to be. Um, well, Finnegan's actually hurt, so who knows. But I, there's something weird with Reds pitchers. And maybe it's the park. I don't know. But uh, if if he can just figure it out, I do like him. All the numbers bear out he should be very good. So I'm going to say it's the matchup. Yeah, I suspect too. I mean, and it's just it's not even his profile. I mean, he's more of a you know, a control pitcher, or at least, you know, in the minor leagues, really good control. Um, and the Brewers are a team that I could see they would, you know, pump up both the, the strikeout and the walk numbers. Uh, and that's exactly what happened there. Uh, let's get to your guy, David Paulino. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. I've been waiting. Been, patiently. <laughs> been patiently waiting. <laughs> I, what a classic Paulino start. Uh, four innings, okay. I think he, you know, you can count him usually to go longer than that. But, you know, the slugfest against the A's, uh, in those four innings, seven runs on seven hits, but no walks at eight Ks. 
So that that is kind of Paulino in a nutshell, right? I mean, good control, a lot of strikeout potential, um, but man, gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah, yeah, I still love the guy. So I don't think there's anything you can say that will get me <laughs> off of him, Al. <laughs> I mean, but do you, you know, are you restricting yourself to matchups against teams that don't hit for a lot of power, or you're just, you know, kind of uh, Brad Peaky? Peak, uh, I was going to turn Brad Peacock into a verb, and I realized that would sound really pretty bad. So I think peacocking um, is already a thing for, what, like, pickup artists. Oh. Okay. Remember, that, remember that pickup <laughs> artist craze, like, five years ago, where, like, dudes with the, I'm going to compliment you, but then not compliment you, and that's how I'm going to hit on you? There's, there's yeah, I totally missed that. Well, peacocking is when you, like, wear, like, a hat out to a bar, and you're, like, showing off your, quote-unquote, feathers. Okay, well, yeah, I get, I get the, uh, you know, the inference there. It's good. It's a good uh, adaptation of a word. Anyway, I'm Paulino. Well, let's talk more about David Paulino and less about Brad Peacock after the break. Deal. All right. Well, stay with us. We'll be right back with more David Paulino talk. So, don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. This is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I do know the name of the show, I promise you. And I know my own name. It's Al Melker, and I'm your host. And I know my guest. It's Nando DeFino. We've got just a few minutes to talk about a whole bunch of people. We probably won't get to all of them, but I do want to give Nando uh, his his uh, full uh, <laughs> no, not 15 minutes, at least. Uh, I don't know. Your 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 full. Uh, your full say on David Paulino. You, how about you talk? I, like I know I love David Paulino. <laughs> I'd like to hear what you have to say about David Paulino. Uh, I, I would want to own him, but and I don't. I think in any leagues, um, but um, yeah, I would. I would definitely be streaming him uh, in on and off my bench because I wouldn't trust him against teams with a lot of power. He just is giving up way too many homers. His ground ball rate is right around thirty percent, and. Um, you know, as we were talking at the end of the last segment, I'm just not ready to go the, the Brad Peacock route with him just yet. So that's I, where I'm at. I've been starting him every week in the hopes that his brilliance will soon take over. Yeah. I, I'm probably crazy for doing it. Like, I'm not playing matchups You're, at all with Paulie. I'm like, he's awesome. I'm going to put him in. And, uh, you know, <laughs> if it backfires, such is life. Well, and, you know, and then the week where he puts it all together, then, you know, you win. Yeah, right. So, Hooray you know. me. <laughs> you know, I've been uh, doing the same thing with uh, Jeff Hoffman. You know, so I mean, we all we've all got our guys, right? Um, if you, I mean, if you don't play like that, what's the point of believing in some of these guys? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the fun of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about Carlos Rodon and Blake Snell? They both uh, Rodon's first start of the season, Snell's first start for after demotion, and they both walked a bunch of guys. Uh, so, yeah. are you? Uh, are you willing to to wait it out with either one of them? Yeah, uh, more so Snell. 
I, I love Radone. I've loved him forever. But uh, when, when you talk about shoulder and elbow injuries that don't end in surgery somehow, um, it scares me a lot. I just I feel like that's something that's going to nag and nag and nag and maybe lead to you know another overcompensation injury. Blake Snell, I just I think he's got it. I think maybe he'll put it all together. Um, hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a great you know total package there if he can just uh, you know have have that breakout and do it. Uh, Rodon seemed to solve the the control issues in the second half last year, so I actually hold a little more help hold a little more hope for him. But you do raise a good point in terms of the the injury maybe holding him back. And now, do I think we got time for maybe like one hitter? <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. You put so, there's uh, so many notes here, and we just I I know. I, I I come up short pretty much every show, but usually we get to talk about more than one hitter. But let's talk about the king, Adam Engel, uh, <laughs> who went two for three <laughs> with a walk, uh, a home run, and a double. So big uh, fill-up-the-box score kind of day for Adam Engel uh, against the Yankees. But he's also got four stolen bases in just 17 games. Uh, are you buying it, and at what level? I am buying it. Um, but it's, it's cri- I love Alan Hansen. I have Lurie Garcia on all my teams. I love Evasale Garcia. <laughs> So this is like a heart versus head thing, uh, but you can't. I mean, ale only if he was still available, and he's not. Um, out of a thousand dollars, I would probably put somewhere between seventy and one hundred and twenty on him, which I guess turns to seven to twelve dollars in a in an ale only league. Well, well imagine uh, you know an alternative universe where you were still in the Tout Wars fifteen team mixed league. Mix? I don't. I don't think I would go uh, for him. I don't think I would because no. of Alan Hansen and Lurie Garcia possibly coming back at some point and have a sale Garcia coming back. It just seems like there are too many players for too few spots. Um, I could be way wrong. It's, I don't know. No, I think that's, I think that's fair. You know, playing time, uh, you know, it's not like his numbers are so overwhelming that you, you can't uh, keep those playing time concerns in mind. So. If, if it was a utility spot, how about this? How about this crazy one, Al? If it was a utility spot, I think I'd rather cast my lot with Jose Reyes. Wow. Who's gotten hot. I can see that, though. Yeah, and, and there's more playing time, and he can steal bases even if other things go, aren't going well. So I get it. I get it. Thanks. Well, Nando, we're out of time. This is fun, Al. I'm sorry again about trampling <laughs> all over the notes. No, no. It's like I, I packed it. You know, I, I uh, it happens. It happens. So, Nando, thank you for joining us. We'll have Nando Thursday again real soon. So, uh, folks, thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the rotation. We will be back tomorrow. See you then.